Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomescleancom That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't love cleaning and organizing, thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 230, and um, I'm calling it Dealing with Discouragement. I'm specifically talking about discouragement from other people. Whether they intend to discourage you, I wish that people never intended that. And I honestly don't think that's usually their intention, but whether or not they are purposely kind of hurting your feelings or whether it's unintended, maybe they thought they were being helpful or whatever, and it just ends up being discouraging or they just don't seem to notice or whatever. Anyway, so I'm talking about that because it is November. And when this comes out, it's going to be one week before here in the US, we celebrate Thanksgiving holiday, which is generally a time where families get together. And um, I know I'm hosting at my own house this year. Sometimes when you're together with people and everybody's just kind of looking for something to talk about, somehow this kind of stuff comes up. And especially when it's family, and maybe they know you're deep, dark secret or your, you know, whatever it is that you've struggled with for your entire life, it can have its own kind of level of frustration. And so I just want to encourage you before you go into that, um, to hopefully help you have a good perspective going in so that it doesn't become a discouragement that sets you back. Okay. Uh, before I do that though, I want to make sure you know that through the end of November, you can use the code November, you know, Hmm. All of a sudden, I can't spell November. <laughs> N-O-V-E-M-B-E-R. Um, use that code to get 14 days to opening your front door to guests for uh, $5. It's normally $7.99. And I have talked in other episodes and, and there's stuff on the blog. I mean, there is so much that you can do for free as far as my process for dealing with an overwhelming house and getting it ready for guests. But this is the um, this paid version is it's printable, it's got worksheets, it's prettier, um, and it's laid out in detail day by day for 14 days, although it's adjustable. If you have fewer days than that, or more overwhelmed than that, you need to even longer, whatever. Um, and I know we're only a week away from Thanksgiving, but that still is on sale. And you will likely be having other reasons to open up your front door in the next month or so with other holidays coming with Christmas coming. So, okay. So let's get to talk about this. Um, discouragement can come in different ways. Like I said, sometimes people, here's, here's what I have to remind myself of. Okay. And don't worry, I'm not going to spend this whole podcast defending these people because that's not the point. The point is you and how good you're doing. But I do have to remind myself that in general, a lot of the hurtful things that people say in regard to, this cleaning issue, they think they're being helpful. So I try to remind myself that they think they're being helpful. And the only reason that they're being helpful is because they do care about me. But at the same time, I know I can be overly sensitive because this is something that will always be a struggle for me. I have come so far in the last 10 years. And in general, I mean, I'm not stressed out about having people over over Thanksgiving. I mean, there's work to be done and I'm going to be working through my own checklist, but oh my goodness, it's nothing like it used to be, but I still 
am overly sensitive about this because there are parts of my house where I'm like, y'all better not open that door. And there's also, you know, I, I still well remember the times when I was completely overwhelmed and I had just barely gotten my house to a point where I could open the front door. And I just lived in fear of what people were going to do or say or think or, you know, open and have things come tumbling down on top of them, whatever. So I get it. And I know that a lot of it for me was my own hypersensitivity. So I tried to remind myself and be realistic about the fact that they may not have meant that the way that I took it because I'm hypersensitive about this subject. And I also find that the harder I work on something, the more hypersensitive I tend to be. Okay. So if it's something that's a real struggle for me, and I've actually been working on it, you know, if I haven't been working on it, if life's been going on, and I've been telling myself, you know what, I can't deal with that right now, then when somebody says something, it's easier for me to laugh about it, than it is when I've actually been, you know, putting forth the blood, sweat and tears, and trying really hard to work on something, especially in those beginning stages, when I barely can see any progress, but I really, really have been working and I'm going to do this, then like the slightest little thing will just feel like it just cuts into my heart, you know, as far as hurting my feelings. So I just want you to know, I get it. I get the feelings that you're doing. Now, I I just want to be clear. I am not, I don't think this is going to surprise my regular listeners. I am not like the most encouraging person in the world. (laughs) Sometimes people will, you know, say things like, oh, you're so encouraging or it's so encouraging to read your stuff. And I'm like, I am so glad because the people who know me in real life, I I feel like I, okay, this is coming out the wrong way. I am encouraging, but I have a really, like, I'm not able to say things just for the sake of of whatever. So like the way I encourage someone is usually not the same things they hear from everybody else. I'm much more of a, okay, well, let's look at this realistically. This quality that you have is amazing. And this quality, look at what you did here, blah, blah, blah. So that's my style of encouragement for me to just say words that are generally encouraging to the world. Okay. What I'm talking about is like the little Facebook memes that have all these inspirational quotes. You guys, I can't do it. I I just, it's not in me. I mean, I rarely even read them. And when I do, it's very hard for me to not make an actual sound of disdain because I'm like, okay, whatever that means, you know, like, okay, you know, that really applies to my life. The clouds are, have you guys heard there is some, and it might've been on the reply all podcast, which I cannot recommend to listen to with children, but it's really an interesting podcast usually. Um, but there was something about this this company that set up a robot to make those inspirational phrases like it was literally just pulling words together to make an inspirational phrase and it the page that they were putting it on was wildly successful people loved it and were sharing and i was like that just goes to show that a lot of times these things, and I think that has like maybe died down, like maybe it's been figured out or something, but it was like, some of these things make no sense, you guys. Anyway, so just words for the sake of, hey, everybody's special, you know, that kind of stuff that just doesn't mean anything to me, but I will give you actual, hey, 
you've worked on this and I have seen progress in this area and blah, blah. Anyway, so I have gone on and on about how I'm not encouraging, but my point of this podcast is to try to encourage you. So I'm just telling you, sometimes I don't come at this from the normal direction on encouragement, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to keep talking and hopefully it'll start to make sense. All right. Um, my hope, and I think the reason people tend to say that they feel encouraged by me is that it makes them not feel alone. Okay. When I'm going to go ahead and state the way it actually happens instead of, you know, cause I mean, it's one thing to say people only care about being with you. And I'm like, that is true. Ultimately, but if they're distracted by the fact that, you know, they sit on the couch and something pokes at them because, you know, whatever dish got stuck in the between the cushions or I, I don't know, you know, like they're going to remember that in addition to all the great times that they had with you. They're going to remember that. So, I mean, you know, anyway, so let's be realistic here. But I want to encourage you in that I want you to know you're not alone. Okay. If you feel that sense of panic, over, even if you're not having people in your house, just over the types of conversations that can come up and how a lot of these people that you're going to be spending the holidays might actually know your hot button issues. They may know your weaknesses. That's the beauty of family, guys. Different families operate in different ways. Um, I've had experience in a couple of different ones, and there are some that like to push people's buttons. Okay. Um, And I'm sorry. And my main encouragement to you would be to not be the person who pushes buttons back. Okay. Even though we're going to talk about anyway, whatever. Okay, here we go. So I'm not generally a um, cheerleader is what I'm trying to say. Like I'm not, even though I was a cheerleader in junior high, but I'm not the, you can do it. I'm like, no, here's how you actually do it. And this is how you can actually get to a point where you're going to feel encouraged and inspired. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Prep Dish. So my husband and I are officially crazy and we are working really hard to eat healthier during the time of year when it's the hardest to do that. But you guys, Prep Dish makes healthy eating easier and actually possible. So what is Prep Dish? It's a healthy subscription-based meal planning service with a unique twist following the plan that Allison sends you each week, which includes a paleo plan and a gluten-free plan. And each month you have a super fast version as well. Um, you can do all of your prep work in one session so that throughout the week, you can get healthy meals on the table super fast. Things like Asian salmon pouches with spinach, mushroom, and bell pepper, and turkey zucchini lasagna. My family has loved everything that we've tried that we've made from the Prep Dish meal plan service. Try it out. See if it's a good fit for your family. Allison is offering listeners of A Slob Comes Clean a free two-week trial. Go to Prep Dish dot com slash a slob comes clean. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a free two week trial. Things that can discourage you, um, not having it the way you were hoping it was going to be, uh, you know, not being able to completely and totally finish. And in the podcasts where I talk through, um, those 14 days, you know, those are free, but, um, and, and in the blog post, I am all about readjusting your own expectations every single day of the process, doing the math again. You thought you had 14 days. Well, guess what? <laughs> Thanksgiving's a week away. If you're listening to this today, it comes out. Okay. Oh my goodness. It's only a week away. Time passage awareness disorder. Hello, here we've got it. So this one week, now everything has to be done in a week 
which means you're going to have to adjust your expectations. Okay, maybe you don't get to open up that back room that you thought would be great to stick the grandkids in with games. But it's been a storage room for 15 years. You know what, adjust those expectations. Guess what, they're not going to get to play games in there, they're going to play them in the living room, whatever. It's the way it goes. It's adjusting those expectations and continuing on and going. So maybe you're discouraged because you haven't been able to do everything you wanted to do. Maybe you're discouraged because you go to somebody else's house and it feels like it's perfect. And you think, I wouldn't have possibly even been able to open my front door and here I come to their house and it's completely perfect and they seem totally relaxed. Or maybe it's from random conversations. Guys, I I know I'm extra sensitive to it because of what I do here with this podcast and the books and the blog and all that kind of stuff. But I am really amazed at how often cleaning and organizing and routines and laundry and dishes and toilets come up in regular conversations with women. Okay. And it always makes me a little uncomfortable. It makes me extra uncomfortable now because I've written the books. And so there's either the people who think that I've written the books, so I'm the expert, or there's the people who know the name of my blog and think, oh, well, what is she, she must write about how she doesn't do that. I don't know. Anyway, people who don't know, understand what I do. But I'm just saying, it's uncomfortable for those of us who have these struggles. But let me tell you what I've learned. Because of the fact that I now have this central hub on the internet where people come to talk about their cleaning and organizing issues. When people are going on and on about well, I always this, this, and this, and my family, whatever. They're usually fixating on the thing that they do best. And in fixating on the thing that they do best, I guarantee you there's some things that they don't do as well. Okay. So they may be talking about, oh my goodness, you know, I feel like I'm always mopping the floor. And you're sitting there thinking, I don't remember the last time I mopped the floor. And so it makes you feel discouraged. It makes you feel bad. And here's the reality. You don't know how often they mop their floor. And even if they do mop it every day, I guarantee you there's something else that they don't have under control. But people tend to paint themselves in a certain light. They tend to paint themselves in the best light. Okay. And I need you to know that you, in those situations where you feel like, wow, I must be the only person in this entire place who doesn't have a perfect house, go ahead and keep your mouth shut. Just smile, laugh when they laugh, (laughs) even if it's not funny. But no, these people aren't perfect. You know why? Nobody's perfect. There you go. There's your inspirational meme. Nobody's perfect. It's a fact. Okay. I I mean, just just know that, that they are only telling part of the story. And here's an example I give. You know, y'all know I have some podcasts on um, and I've written about cooking for my, for my family, you know, and my freezer cooking systems and my cooking ground beef ahead and cooking chicken ahead and shredding it. And so I've always am able to throw it together a home cooked meal in, you know, 15 minutes if we need to. I'm just going to tell you, I do enjoy that. Like that's a challenge to me feeding my family. They can pretty much always know that they're going to be fed and we're not going to just default to eating out all the time. I don't recall a specific time But I am pretty sure there have been times where I have been in a conversation with people and it's definitely been less since I started this whole, you know, what I talk about online and everything with cleaning and organizing. But there were times where I would have absolutely participated in a conversation about how horrible it was when people only ever ate fast food. 
I, I'm just telling you, okay? I'm older now. I have a lot more um, reality checks in my life, partly because I, you know, have a busy life with teenagers and family and games and all that kind of stuff. But here, here's the truth. Guys, I mean, I get it more now. But in those exact times where I might have been saying, think of the the damage to people's budgets. I mean, you know, people might, they complain about not having any money, but if you're eating out five times, these are the kinds of things I might've said. Okay. I'm not saying it now. I'm just saying that's the kind of stuff that I probably have said at some point in my life and probably unintentionally made somebody in the conversation who hated cooking, didn't view it as a fun challenge. And it was their struggle. Somebody feel less than, okay. And I'm sorry for that. And I feel bad for that looking back now, because here's the truth. At the same time I was saying that my house was such a disaster that I wouldn't even open the front door if somebody needed to come inside. So what I'm saying is when people are going on about, oh my goodness, I can't believe, how does any, I just cannot understand how somebody goes to bed. I mean, I can't even sleep if there's dirty dishes in my sink. My kitchen has to be clean. They've got some other problem. I don't know what it is, but they've got another problem. Okay. Your job is not to go, okay, okay. But what other problems do you have? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to encourage you and remind you that when you start to feel small in those situations, because guess what? I've been in that exact situation so many times and I've felt so, oh goodness, I sleep great with dishes in the sink. And I mean, I've been personally attacked in a group. I think I've written about it before, but you know, I was at a mom's group one time and somebody, I mean, they just went on and on about, well, are you not teaching your kids? I mean, to me personally, to me, because I had tried to, you know, I just said something like (laughs) something about, you know, washing the dishes and not getting them, you know, not remembering to put my own stuff in the sink. And then they were like, you've got to teach your kids this. I mean, they were really attacking me, but here's the truth. There's something that they felt insecure about that they've probably been either felt attacked or were attacked about at some point. Okay. So just be the one who's bigger than that. Be the one and be sensitive to the fact of the things that are easy for you, that you're sensitive to the fact that they're not easy for everyone because you have this wonderful gift of having a struggle in your home. That's a constant reminder that everybody has some kind of a struggle. You see what I'm doing there? Okay, I'm calling your struggle a gift because it helps you remember that everybody's got a struggle. Okay, because they do. That I can guarantee you. Some hide it on purpose, some hide it um, not on purpose. I don't know. So I'm hearing, I also want to encourage you. Okay, these are my encouraging words to you. You're listening to a podcast right now about cleaning. There is a lot of stuff that you could be doing, and you're listening to a podcast about cleaning. That means you are trying. Even if your first reaction to me saying that is, well, but I, I listened to your podcast, but I haven't done the dishes in three days. You're still listening to the podcast because let me tell you, I am the queen of when I'm not doing well at something, I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist. And I'm going to stop reading that book. I'm going to stop watching that show. I'm going to stop whatever inspiration I've been trying to bring in my life. I'm going to pretend blah, 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 that it doesn't exist because That was me sticking my fingers in my ears and singing, um, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that I'm going to pretend that doesn't exist because I just can't think about it right now. Okay. And it makes me feel, no, you're still listening to this podcast. And that is something that means you are 
on the path, even if you're not making progress the way that you want to. I have a feeling your mindset has shifted in some way through listening to this podcast. And I'm not talking about this specific episode. I'm talking about overtime. Okay. You're doing something just by actively trying to change your mindset. Okay. Even if it's small, even if you haven't made the progress that you wanted to make, the, that almost makes it even more validating that you have continued to listen to the podcast. Make sense? Okay. You understand so much better from listening to this podcast, from reading the books, from whatever other stuff that you follow online, trying to, you understand so much more what it's going to take. Now, do you need to do the dishes? Absolutely. Okay. Go do the dishes for the rest of this podcast make that progress, but also know that I'm encouraging you because you are in a state of mind where you really are wanting to and trying to improve your home. Okay, so let's talk about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. The holidays are very hard for a lot of people. If that's you, know that you are not the only one. This might be the right time for you to check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So you can get the help that you need on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even start, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear it's not a crisis line. One big advantage is that there's a broad expertise in the network, which might not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Between now and the time where you're concerned that you're going to face this discouragement from other people, especially, you know, if they're in your house, get to work, okay, follow the plan and get your house ready for them. If they're in somebody else's, if you're going to somebody else's house, wash your dishes, take picture before and after pictures of things as simple as washing your dishes, as simple as clearing a countertop, as simple as doing a five minute pickup. Take some before and after pictures just for yourself, not for you to go, well, I've been doing better here. Look at this. Don't do that. Um, But just for you to swipe back and forth on your phone between the before and the after, just to have a visual reminder of the impact that you are having on your home, that you are starting, not that you're where you want to be, but that you have actually started. Okay. Here's the other thing. Remember, you have made a huge progress, have made a huge progress, have made huge progress, knowing that done isn't the goal. The fact that you have grasped that concept, that done isn't the goal, means that you are in the process of making big strides in your home. Okay. Now here's the problem with that. This is where the discouragement can come in. You can congratulate yourself that it looks so much better than it did before. And sometimes people come in and they still fixate on the things you haven't done yet. 
and you just want to say, I mean, I felt it. I hear it from people all the time. I just, you know, I thought I had done so well. And then she pointed out, you know, something I had completely missed or whatever. I want to encourage you before you go into that situation to know that I get it. Like it's a huge, huge part of the process, the deslobification process to grasp this whole better is better. Because the problem is when it has to be perfect, then we get paralyzed and we don't actually get started. But when you accept the fact that you're going for better and that better is good and that if you have less in your house than you did before, you're actually making progress, you're not done. You know, so we're going to talk about some answers that you can give to people. Um, but just know too, you're not alone. Guys, there's this podcast. I can't believe I mean, it's it's amazing to me how many people listen to me ramble on. Um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, not bashing my husband, but I did get kind of mad. And it was some other, it was like women and they were just talking and my husband's like, whoo, they can talk. And I was like, okay, first of all, you sound like your dad. But anyway, um, I said, um, and I kind of was like, I was just, <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're talking. That's what a podcast is. What do you think husbands say when um, their wives are listening to me ramble on for 30, 45 minutes? Just, and it's just me. I said, boy, she can talk. Yeah. And that's how we're paying for Disney. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I just throw my husband under the bus? He's lovely. And he felt properly bad for having said that. Anyway. So you're not alone, okay? And know that you don't speak the same language as these other people. You, we speak a language here that I've made up um, of, you know, less and better and deslobification and it's all a process and it's going to take a while for you to, you know, as long as you've done something, you've, you know, broken through the decluttering paralysis, all that kind of stuff. They don't speak that language, all right? They speak a different language and that's part of the problem. They may have been trying to help you over the years, but because they didn't speak a language that actually made sense to your brain, they really weren't able to help you. So just acknowledge that we don't speak the same language. And just like you would do if you had somebody in your home who didn't speak the same language, you would look for things that you could understand each other about, okay? And you would focus on and you would bring up things that you were able to communicate about. If you can't communicate about cleaning and organizing and decluttering, talk about something else, okay? We'll talk about some ways to change the subject. But my point too is know that you're not alone. There are a whole lot of other people that listen to this podcast, not just you. There are a lot of other people who've publicly identified with a brand called A Slob Comes Clean on Facebook, like over 175,000 or whatever it is now. You know, like there are a lot of people who think the way that you do. I used to think I was the only one. I am far from the only one. You are not the only one, okay? So if you think that my thoughts are similar to how you think, just know there's hundreds of thousands of other people who say the same thing. Okay. So it is not just you. And the fact that you don't have this necessarily in common with this person in your life, I'm sorry, but you are not the only one. I can guarantee that. Um, okay. So some tactics that you can do, do some preventative tactics. Even if your family does not normally play games, bring a game to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas day, um, you know, bring, bring a game, you know, if it's Christmas, maybe make that somebody's present. This is a game that we can all play together. It can be, you know, Scrabble cards, bananagrams, whatever there's all, I mean, we have friends that have games galore. They're always finding a new game. 
And sometimes it's a little bit awkward when you have to be the one to say, hey guys, we're going to play a game. Who wants to play a game with me? But usually there are going to be two or three, even if they're the kids who want to play the game. Well, if you know that this is a situation where the, the conversation always goes back to this stuff that makes you discouraged, avoid that by bringing in the game and like, oh, only the kids want to play. I'm going to go play games with the kids. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, other things are, you know, bringing maybe a project that you could do together. One of the things I've done in the past, although it is messy, so you have to kind of time it correctly. You don't want to say, hey, let's do this while all the tables are set for dinner or whatever. Uh, but that's making my salt dough Christmas ornaments. So it's salt dough, just a basic salt dough recipe. And then you color the salt dough with different food coloring. I use the, like the nicer, not the liquid kind. Um, I think it's the Wilton gel food coloring. Anyway, and we make little salt dough ornaments that are of the people in the family, you know, so like when my kids were little, I haven't done it in several years, but you know, the year that my son learned to read, you know, I had one of him holding a book the year that my son was super into boxing. There was one, you know, him, there was one of my son in a Superman costume. There was one of my daughter when she was a baby with a little pacifier, you know, so that kind of stuff, you know, it's basically playing with Play-Doh for adults, you know, um, but it's with this purpose of making Christmas ornaments and honoring the family and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, kind of coming up with something like that. Um, you could even bring adult coloring pages. I don't have any links for you, but I'm sure there are some Thanksgiving themed adult coloring pages. And even if people are like, oh, that's whatever. You're like, you know what? People really love this and put out some nice markers and the adult coloring pages and start coloring. And you might be surprised at who comes over and joins you. Okay. But a lot of times it's that not just sitting around and looking at each other, trying to think of something to talk about when you kind of break through that, it can help you be the one to direct conversation a little bit more. Um, Also, you know, just be willing to change the subject. It can be very awkward in the moment where you're changing the subject, but it can be very worth it because of how awkward it would be if you didn't change the subject. So here's some ideas. Talk about air fryers. I don't have one yet, but I love talking to people who do or guarantee you some, the people there if they don't have one themselves, they know somebody who does and they either think they're great or not great. And you can have a conversation. You know, it's one of those things that gets going. So every, women are sitting around talking instead of talking about cleaning. Let's talk about air fryers or instant pots, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have an instant pot? Yeah, I got one. And I either I love it or hmm, I've been a little bit afraid to use it or I saw it on sale or they usually go on sale on Black Friday. I'm thinking about whether I should get one. You know, just bring up those conversations that sometimes seem abrupt, but they're more interesting than talking about toilet cleaning anyway, right? Okay. People need to be grateful. Um, you can ask, have you started your Christmas shopping? Are you planning on traveling at all next year? You know, these kinds of things, when you can ask questions that let people talk about themselves, the vast majority of people, I don't, I'm sorry. There's all these people. I don't like to talk about myself. I'm like, whatever. Yes, you do. In general, you ask people about themselves and they'll be fine with talking about themselves. Okay. And that can eat up quite a bit of time. Of course it can backfire. Anything can backfire with a snide remark from family members because family members are amazing at that. And of course you can also feel, and that's in quotes, feel a silent text buzzing. What? Did I just hear my phone? 
That was me acting. Did you believe that I really heard my phone? Um, probably not. But you really, did I just hear my phone? Oh, you got it in your pocket. Oh, was that my phone? <laughs> I thought, this is so weird. Huh. I guess it doesn't look like anyone texts, but I really, really kind of felt like I felt it buzz. And so then you open up your phone and you distractedly walk into the next room. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Get out of these conversations that only result in discouragement. Get out of the conversations. Um, And also sometimes just very blunt honesty can be extremely helpful. You know, I've been working really hard on my house this year and it's hard for me. And honestly, I'm, I'm just not ready to talk about it right now. That can shut people up, you know, and if they keep on going, when you just said that you're really not ready to talk about it and they say, well, you know, you've always had way too much. You've always collected things, but and you're like, I'm really not ready to talk about it. It's been really hard for me and I'm working on it, but I'm really not ready to talk about it. I'm really not ready to talk about it and then feel your phone buzz. Um, other things to remember as you go through this is um, if it's in your home and you have people willing, you have people who you know are going to want to help, sometimes people can want to be helpful so much that they think they're going to solve all your problems by helping you clean up from Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, like maybe they want to go reorganize your pantry or reorganize your refrigerator or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's a thing that can be very discouraging for people like me. You know, I've worked really hard and then they're fixating on how messy my pantry is. When Dana told me don't organize the pantry at the expense of picking up the living room, you know, I mean, really, because that's what 14 days to opening your front door to guests is. It's about that prioritizing. It's about being realistic about how much time you have and not spending it on places that aren't absolutely necessary, that aren't places where people are going to stay. So maybe your pantry is messy. Maybe they did end up saying, hey, do you want me to get some green beans? We need to add some green beans to the pot. And they start opening doors and they find your messy pantry. And then they think they're going to be helpful. Um, That can be very discouraging because you're like, okay, so she's fixating on my messy pantry when my entire house you know, is so, so, so much better. And I've worked so hard on it for two weeks um, to be ready to have them over. So that can be really discouraged. So head that off at the pass by if you know that you have really helpful people, go ahead and make a list. If you think you're going to forget it, make a list and put it on the refrigerator of ways that people can help you. Jobs to assign to people. Let so-and-so wash dishes. So-and-so is going to dry dishes. Um, you'll put away because it's your kitchen and you know where things go and you might not want them to see behind the cabinets anyway. Um, but that kind of stuff will help a lot. Okay. By just having a plan ahead of time of how you're going to, you know, Hey, can I help you in the kitchen? And you can see it in their eyes that they're thinking they're going to, you know, redo how you've done everything. And instead, yes, absolutely. Yes. Can you wash the dishes? Here's the dish soap. Here's the scrubber. There you go. I'll, um, I'll dry them and I'll put them away. Whatever. Maybe they're going to wipe down the table. Maybe they're going to, yes, here are some Ziploc bags and some containers. And can you put all of the leftovers away? Can you divide up the leftovers for everyone? Um, yes. You know, these kinds of things, go ahead and think through what's going to need to be done after the meal so that you have 
something specific because then it also makes you feel in control, which is sometimes the thing that's hard to do when your mama's in the kitchen with you. It's hard to not default to letting her be in control when it's your kitchen and you actually want to be in control. So have that list thought out or written down ahead of time. Okay. I have no idea if this has been encouraging to you or not. Um, as I talk into a microphone forever and ever, boy, she can talk, right, honey? That's what my husband said. Anyway, um, but I do want to encourage you guys. I mean, if you are, there were so many times in my life, I just flat out lived in denial because I just couldn't deal. The fact that you're listening to this podcast and that you've listened all the way to the end means you're not in denial. And that is huge in this process. Even if you haven't done a thing in your house, the fact that you're listening means you're not in denial. And that's a really big deal. And I'm really proud of you. Was that encouraging enough? Okay. All right. I hope you guys have a lovely Thanksgiving holiday if you're in the US. And um, if you are not, I hope you have a lovely whatever's coming up where you are. And we're all heading toward Christmas. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.